he actually went viral for like a picture or something at a funeral. He was like making sure my ops is, is dead or something. It was oh, wait, that was him? It's about my first love. Kind of like the story of falling in and out of love. I mean, what is your goal now? Let's go to the club. It's on me. I got the bottles. So tell me what's it gonna be. Let's go to the club. It's on me. You better hope your man don't see. Let's go to the club. It's on me. I got the bottles. So tell me what's it gonna be. Let's go to the club. It's on me. You better hope your man don't see. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Lives of the Party with your host Jalen Ganell here. Today, we're going to be interviewing Elijah David. That song you just heard was Let's Go to the Club, his latest single. Now, the time we filmed this, it hadn't released. So you may hear us talking about it and his inspiration. Elijah David is a young artist who grew up in the town I grew up in, Teaneck, New Jersey. He is an R&B artist who, I only say this now because it's going to be something fun to look back on, for monthly listeners. But... I very much believe in him being able to sell at stadiums in Madison Square Garden. He's currently working on an EP to be dropped very soon. Now that, links to his socials as well as the link to this video, music, will be down in the description below. He is an amazing person, someone who's very down to earth and someone who we should uh, have fun getting to know. But before I say more, let me introduce him. Okay, so Elijah. Uh, before you introduce yourself, I'm actually going to read your Spotify bio because I think, if, I mean, did you write that or did your manager? Yeah. That shit's. A, I I wrote that whole entire thing. Wrote I wrote everything. Okay, let's. Okay, well, Elijah David Jackson is a young artist who grew up in the small town of Teaneck, New Jersey. Much like both of his parents, Elijah has always had a bone for artistic expression and was very talented in many things. He focused his desire to create towards acting and music as he always grew up with a desire to be an entertainer. Elijah grew up listening to many artists and has drawn from many different inspirations. These artists would be the likes of Usher, Neo, Trey Songs, Chris Brown, Justin Bieber, etc. Elijah's family has always been musically inclined due to members of his family actually having made impact in the entertainment industry before. One of them being his grandfather, Royal Bayan, is that how it is? Uh, Bayan, ba- yeah. Ba- Royal, Royal Bayan, a former member of Cool and the Gang, famously known for many hit records like Celebration, which every one of y'all know. I'm going to play it right now. He took this inherited dream to entertain and has already done musical performances and acting gigs for likes of Teen Act Teen Idol, open mic nights, chorus performances, club on stage, etc. Elijah has, de- has decided to pick up the family mantle, follow his dreams, and continue to create timeless forms of art for generations to come. His way of doing so would be in his music. That's uh, it's very well put, and there's a lot of that that I want to unpack, but introduce yourself in your own words, Elijah. Cause... Hi, I'm... Um... Hi, everybody. Uh, I don't know. I'm, okay, this is kind of weird because this is my first time. Um, my name is Elijah. I'm from a small town, Teaneck, New Jersey. Um, and, you know, I come from a, a pretty, I, I would say, unique family where I, I've just seen a lot of stuff in my past that kind of drove me to want to be um, an entertainer. And, you know, I was since I was small, I remember when I was nine years old, I was singing in the car and everything. And, and, my mom would be like, go, Elijah, go, Elijah. I've been singing Leo so sick. Like, you know, I, I always felt like I had something more to give. Um, and that's why, you know, a lot of people you'd ask that back, maybe back in school and stuff, I used to be like class clown and stuff because 
I was just, I was just always an energetic little ball of fire. And I felt like, you know, I needed to share that with somebody. And, um, you know, the best way to do that would be to make it a, a career for yourself is to go into the entertainment industry and, and, and follow your dreams. And, and since I was a kid, I just, you know, I've always kind of had that dream. There's a lot of stuff that, I, you know, we'll impact later on in this interview. Like I had a lot of stuff that was going on back in the day, like many different hobbies, like you mentioned, uh, you know, and I felt like each of them just kind of just brought out a different per person, a different version of me. And right now I feel like all those people are culminated into one and I'm just, I'm just ready to start, start moving, taking over the world. So, I mean, that's where I am right now. I felt and, that heavy, bro. I mean, um, <laughs> so like, so like just recently, uh, was, uh, my birthday and one of the things that we had uh, had done, I really wanted to have PowerPoint night and I did it on like the best thing I know about myself <laughs> and it was how to have a hundred hobbies uh, number one was crippling case of ADHD, which I'm pretty sure you have. I mean, just study. Yeah, definitely yeah. ADHD. <laughs> but like, but like now you're at the point where you're, you're you're taking everything you've learned, and now you're fucking running, and I love it. Hell yeah, bro. Hell okay. yeah. Okay. Just um, you just wanna you just wanna move. Well, speaking of, where are you now? Where, no, uh, right. I mean, I'm I'm still in the team. I got played it smart. You know what I'm saying? I'm still still making sure I got this, the same roof over my head until I guess I, I figure out where I want to go, what route I want to take. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I just started a new job and everything that's starting to, I guess, give me some serious money to start funding this, the, these projects that I have. So now it's about, you know, just figuring out where I want to go. And, uh, you know, right now I don't really have a, a destination other than just getting put on. My 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 version of me going somewhere is just me making a song or me making a uh, you know movie or something and just just taking off with it you know and then I'll figure it out from there. Mm. I'm not really. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, I was looking at some of the places where you're at. So yes, you, you are home now, but in terms of a studio, you said you're in the studio of where? What famous people have been? Oh, okay. So so all right. So it's a funny story. Um, my producer has actually been kind of like i would say the the runaround like the guy who makes everything happen for me and the studio that i have been going to is uh it's, it's big fendi studios the loft um and i don't know if anybody out there doesn't know big fendi but he actually went viral for like a picture or something at a funeral he was like making sure my ops is is dead or something it was funny. oh wait that was him <laughs> that was him bro yes that's big fendi right there so he actually, he owns a studio named The Loft, and he's the the guy who manages uh, or managed Nicki Minaj when she was, you know, still not, you know, Nicki Minaj. And uh, you oh, know. also just 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 to let the audience know, for those of you who don't know what that meme is, like that was straight up like one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. It was like <laughs> it was like it was the dude in the glasses, right, in the yeah, yeah, funeral, yeah, with his hands together. He was like, I went to one of my uh, ops's funerals today just to make sure he was dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, no, a, there's a link down in the description of that because I. <laughs> no, he's, okay, he's so funny. he's doing shit. Okay. He's funny. He's funny. Um, and and so, uh, yeah, his his studio, the loft. I actually, um, my my producer, the guy that I closely work with, his name is Y Y Bima. In case anybody doesn't know him, you know, um, but. He he started working at Fendi Studio when he kind of opened it to the public, and uh, you know he built a close relationship with Fendi, and 
he's been kind of pulling me along the whole mm-hmm. entire time, you know, helping me out with the music side as well as the connection side. Cause he's, he's helped me meet some very cool people. And, that's and so that's, that's kind of the studio yeah. that I'm at right now. So is he like your manager then too, along with being your producer? I, I, I would say, I would say as of now, um, until I like officially make the title for a manager or something. Yeah. I'd give it to him because he, okay. he orchestrated yeah. everything. He orchestrated everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Wow. Um, okay. So right now what I'm getting at is there's a lot of people in your life that have put you where you are. You've got, mm-hmm. um, this guy now, um, big Fendi in the studio. He's like helping you out, but you also had your family. And I, I, I do want to go back to the sort of whole family upbringing you had. Uh, first up your grandfather. I love that song celebration. Uh, yeah. was like, was, was he a singer? Was he like, did he, did he play one of the instruments? Yeah. So, so, so yeah. So, all right. So my granddad, uh, Royal Bayan, um, there's a lot of things he did. Um, he's kind of like one of those industry OGs, I mm-hmm. would say, you know, mm-hmm. he's been in there since like my mom was a kid since, you know, everything like, and it all started from my mom. She actually went and like knocked on his door. Cause she, she found out a producer lived in the area. This is when she was like 14, 15. And, you know, and his son was my dad and, you know, that's, that's how that happened. That's how I was created and stuff. But my granddad, wow. um, he, he, he originally was the saxophone player for color me for, for, um, cool in the gang and cool in the gang is my, you know, cool is my uncle. Those are all my family members. Uh, they made celebration. They made all those big songs back in the Damn, day. That's and insane. then, my granddad actually he took off on his own kind of tangent with my with my father and they both executively produced color me bad's first album the one that that made them pop off it was like six million seven million copies or something like that but you know he he knows a lot about the industry and so i i chose to reach out to him last year because i never really really talked to my granddad like that you know i would see him a couple kid couple times here and there at birthday parties and stuff and i asked him to teach me how to play guitar He's, he's teaching me right now, you know, it took 20, it took almost like, you know, seven, eight years to do so. But, you know, I went to go talk to him and, and I sat with him in Brooklyn and he, the rest was history. You know, after I'm, I, I kind of like started talking to him more, I learned a lot more about him and about the industry and everything. He's just a wise man. OG. OG. Yeah. Now. Okay. So that's, that's your grandfather, uh, mom and dad about them. So my dad, you know what? Let me start with my mom. Um, my mom has been there since, you know, the jump, of course, and everything. And, and she's honestly one of the most powerful women that I've ever, I've ever met. You know, she, she, she fought, you know, believe it or not, she fought for me and Isaiah, my brother. I have a twin brother, in case anybody didn't know, and a little brother. He's actually sitting right there across the room. But, you know, um, my, my mom, she, she's super strong, raised all three of us you know, uh, single. Um, and she did her best to make sure that we just kind of stayed on path and that each of us found where we wanted to go in life and then found it very easy to do so. You know, she provided us with support, um, with, you know, money when we needed it to do certain things like camps and stuff like that. She was just there. So, you know, my mom is one of the strongest people I've ever met. Now, my father, um, I would say, I, I would say, he's very collected you know he's mm-hmm. he i you know of course when i was a kid you know it wasn't kind of like the same story as far as my mom goes mm-hmm. but you know i'd still give him a little bit of props because he 
he would see me still. He'd still work with me, still do stuff and help me out. He actually did buy me my first iPod that introduced me to the entertainment world because I would take the iPod outside and go record videos and stuff like so he would help out. You know what I'm saying? And so I wouldn't say he wasn't there, but it was just like it wasn't on the same level as my mom, I would say. But my dad. Yeah. Yeah. I respect him and I love him You know, to death. Yes. I would do anything for my parents to, okay. for what they did to me. Me. Okay. Wow. Well, that's that's impressive to hear with your grandfather, your mother, and everyone just kind of helping you make you who you are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, damn. Okay, so you obviously are doing many things. You've got, you know, this career that you've got going in the entertainment industry. You know, like, what is your, I mean, what is your, I guess, goal now? Are you still trying to learn? Are you looking to build an album? Album? Are you trying to like run as a career TikTok influencer? Mind you, I'm I'm, I'm look. I may be 22, but I'm old as hell. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know TikTok that well. Like yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, I stay away from TikTok. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people have been telling me I should I should mess with TikTok, but I stayed away from it. Uh, I mean, um, I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, like to make it, especially within music. I don't see anyone today making it without TikTok. As much as you may hate it, you know, it's just something that's like, you, yeah. you, you got to compromise a little bit to be able to make it. Yeah, I've come, to, I've come to realize that. It's just it's just more so like an inside personal battle for me. It's like, I, I just don't know how to differentiate the world of like an internet personality versus, a, you know, traditional, you know, port personality in, in entertainment. Um, and, you know, because I, I know there's different levels to this now. Yeah, but one one of the things that one of the things that I, I've I've understood about time is that it's kind of like it's made everything easier for everybody. Like nowadays, you can't even meet somebody without their their cousin or their nephew being some famous TikToker. You know, everybody's everybody's <laughs> famous nowadays, and it's just it's super easy. Yeah, that's it's super easy now. Yeah. Um, and so like you know, I I personally, it's just a personal battle. I just haven't haven't mm-hmm. kind of committed myself to making those sitting down and making those TikToks or making content. Yeah. Uh, I've, been, I mean, I've been trying to do but I, I mean, I know you're it's making content though. Like, I mean, you, you're making music, you're producing. It's just, it's just a, another thing. Cause I mean, I think that the talent you have to like from this song more than demonstrated, but it's about, okay, how do I take this and then run with it and let other people know that I got this, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like it's. I don't a, know how to let it out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's something I'm struggling with because I actually need to get my like I need to start getting these clips out on TikTok too, but it's uh it's a lot. It's another thing, and yeah, but you know, yeah. we're working hard. But what you said though about having everyone famous on TikTok, I actually personally know two pretty famous uh, TikTokers. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> one of them is in my frat, and then another one is actually a friend of mine who's going to be here on. Thursday, um, like what, two million five hundred k respectively. It's uh, it's funny. Like now we kind of live in a time of. I heard it's, I heard from someone. It's, it's no longer famous people that everyone knows. It's people who are famous to you, you know, mm-hmm. like celebrity. It's 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 no longer like what it was in like the eighties. Like when you were like yeah no like and they, like you were God. You were a was, god. Yeah. You went anywhere. Everyone knew who the hell you were. And there was a very small amount of them. Now, it's like that thing where 
you can get on the train, right? And you may hear some random person be like, oh my God, it's da 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 on the train. Oh my God, how are you? Right. And then that, you're and like, and then everybody else yeah. is trying to follow yeah. too. Well, 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 no, it's like you'll probably have like maybe three people, four people be like, oh, and everyone else is like, who the who the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a it's, it, they leveled the playing field, I would say. Uh, Especially with these things, these phones, like they just they made yeah. it super easy for everybody to share their, their their art with the world. And through that, I think it's just where where people have built their own fan bases and their yeah. own like yeah. communities out of it. And it's yeah. just it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, you know? okay, speaking well, speaking of that then, everyone's able to build a fan base because they got something about them, or you know, it's just their personality. You know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, you say that people don't really know about you. What do you want them to know about you? Like, what makes you worth listening to, worth following? Um, I, I just, I want to make a tool for somebody to be able to, I guess, fight back. Um, when I, was, when I was, when I was, when I was, when I was a kid, I was like, I was always bullied, you know, because of my height or because, uh, and for those who don't know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty short individual. Fellow uh, short king, I feel you. I'm also pretty short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We've, come, we've, come to, we've come to realize the power of, of, of height nowadays. It's not even a, a thing. You know, people like Kevin Hart kind of just paved the way. <laughs> um, you know, but, uh, I, you know, I, I was always made fun of. And, I, and it, if, if it wasn't for my height, it was for my social awkwardness or, at, you know, when I was younger or just me just being an outburst of energy. Like, people were just like, yo, chill. Like, you know, so... For me, it's it's like it's more so what I do in my music and what I do in my art is more so a tool to say like, yo, like like I can do this, you can do it too, um, and that's why my favorite shape is the trapezoid. Um, reason being that the trapezoid it has it has two two horizontal lines and two vertical lines, uh, and those vertical lines are going diagonal, and then the bottom line is is tall, and the top line is short, and so I just thought it was kind of unique that the short line is is above. The bottom line and and the trap and and the trapezoid is a rare shape which means that dude i must be rare you know what i'm saying i I must be it just must be me being rare you know and just having something different to bring trapezoid is not a usual shape you could bring but it incorporates every other shape triangle you can put a circle in it you can put a square in it it's just it's everything in one be a trapezoid so so, yeah be a trapezoid exactly i'm I'm gonna yeah, well, wow. you know what? In terms of symbols, my symbol is the lobster, you know? So, for, I mean, <laughs> so much so to the point that I, li- I literally branded it on my chest, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> where would yeah. you, where your skin, man? This is it's what you, what you believe in. Nah, where? Deadass. It's, it's funny because I actually was, I wanted to bring this up with you, but I, I was, I was curious if, if I even should, like the idea of like being small and whether that's a reason to sort of run and, do a but like just do a bunch of shit because you feel like you got something to prove. I mean, Hell yeah. uh, like actors, singers, in places where it's able to be, they tend to be a lot shorter. Like that's why every rapper's called little because they are little, bro. Yeah, like 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 Lil Wayne's five four. You know, the baby's shorter than me. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, yo, the baby is that short? No way. He's shorter. He's shorter than me. Little baby's about the same height um, as uh, he's 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 only be a couple inches taller than us. He's not, he's not, he's not very that tall either, but he looks tall. I mean, like the cameras yeah. make these people look tall. Cameras do that too. Yeah. You got like Tom Cruise, you got Mark Wahlberg. They yeah. all say they're five, eight. Oh, but it's fun fact. Come to prove. Yeah. Like fun fact about the industry, five, eight, if you're shorter than that, you, you start there because you're not considered otherwise. So everyone's, everyone's minimum at five, eight, but mm-hmm. me, yeah. 
but me, I'm about candor. I won't lie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, yeah. if Tom if Tom Cruise can pay him can play Jack Reacher, then so can I. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. I I'm, I don't see an issue with it. Yeah. No. I mean, but like that us though. I uh I, I personally actually really feel you because I feel like I mean I'm very blessed with it with everything I've got. My but mm-hmm. my but I I will admit like objectively my only shortcoming really has been my shortcoming. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, but it's fun though because it's a fun cap of my power. It's the it's the the height of your powers, your height. You know what I'm saying? You know what? Because of that, I'm I'm a stand on my money. Be fucking nine and three. <laughs> like little Uzi, little Uzi. He yeah, said, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You know, stand on my money like I'm six foot. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, that ass. You know what I'm saying? And and that's something to prove. Thing. It's just it's just me wanting to. I want to be a living example of a jack of all trades. Somebody who just doesn't look like he can do it. But did it because I, I want to prove to people that. they can do it too. I fuck with that so. Want to I want to inspire and I want to I want to be the first. I don't know when I was younger. Um, you went to Tinakai, so you you might remember um, Mister Mister. I didn't go to Tinakai. I had friends oh, who went to the town high school. I went to um another school around there. Okay, okay. So 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 you just were around Tinakai. Yeah, uh, I had some friends around Tinakai. Yeah, yeah. We had a uh, social social studies professor. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure he's Mr. Axelrod or something. Yeah, Mr. Axelrod. And he taught me when we were in the Renaissance era, learning about the Renaissance era, we learned about this thing called the Renaissance myth. And when oh, I yeah. first heard that term, dude, I swear I went on a whole research tangent. I wanted to learn exactly what a Renaissance man was. And we have living examples today. Kanye West, Renaissance man, Jack of all trades, somebody who can do it all and kind of redefine what art is and that's what i want to be it's a renaissance man yeah i want to redefine um, something yeah i uh it's it's it, dude it's it's so funny how much we parallel in our ways of thinking because i mean renaissance man like literally like i had like say to myself you know i i mean i will not lie i stole it from some dude's instagram caption but i felt it encapsulated me friendly neighborhood renaissance man that's what i tried oh, to yeah. be you know i try and be friendly to everyone i feel like i'm very personable i can talk to anyone but i also want to as you, jack of all trades, do shit. Like, yeah. I, I don't like. I love to pick up new hobbies. I like. I love to fail, just so that it's all in service to something better, you know. Yeah. And I mean, at the same time, it's like, as far as we can tell, we only have one life. I can't speak to after because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just it's just about making the most of it here. It's exactly. just fun. I mean. Like, I'm sure you feel this, like to look back and to realize just, damn, I did all that. Yes, like, per- exactly. like personally, I still like not, you know, fuck, I mean, fuck what anyone says. Maybe it's in a narcissistic, narcissistic way, but I look back at myself in photos or I listen to some of my previous episodes or I look at some of the things that I've done and people say about me and I can't believe that it's me doing it. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it, I mean. It's whatever that person is that I'm listening to, whoever that person is that I see in photos or hear about from people, <clears throat> that's not me. That's like, that's another, that, that, that's another being and I'm watching and I can't still believe that I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Like, I mean, as you, it seems like there was a point where you were very socially awkward, couldn't really make uh, the most of your, you know, the, the most of your situation you felt like you couldn't really like like do like do what it is you wanted and, and express but whatever yeah. that day was for you like for me that lit a fire under my ass and i just oh yeah i just want to do and explore and yeah. just 
like whatever I set my mind to. Exactly. Like who's telling you, you you can't one day just wake up and want to go to the Appalachian Mountains or who's telling you you can't master what it is to to write a, a story and write the biggest bestseller of all, all time. I don't know something, but like who's telling you you can't, you know what I'm saying? Nah, nah. And, and that person who's telling you you can't usually is your head. And that's because of everybody else's perceptions. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just, I try to tune it all out, man. I just, I just want to just do it. You need a voice so you can say things and so you can just embody what it is to change the world. Yeah. So that's, that's my, my message. And that's why I say I, I do it, I guess. Okay. So w- when it comes then to inspiration, then let's speak more into that with your music. Uh, right now you had come through, but you're working on an album. I saw on your, on your page that you've got yeah. this thing called, um, what is it? It's called night bloomer. What's like, what's let's go to the club. All right. So yeah, let, let's go to the, all right. So let's go to the club is the intro to this EP that I worked on all year last year. Um, and I've been holding these songs in the tank for like, I would say six months now, and I haven't touched any of them, but I've been working on them all year. Like I, some of these songs that are on this album, I wrote in 2020 come through i wrote that in 2020 i recorded the initial track in 2020 and then re-recorded it last year and and released it in september and then i had to re-release it again because you know i I had issues with my distro kid and stuff but issues with your what i had distro kid this is it's uh i'm independent so i use a distributor to release Uh, my music right now mm -hmm. distro kid would be my my uh distributor but let's go to the club is the intro to the entire album okay now the album uh that story that's what explains let's go to the club you know it's about you know it's about my first love um and i was explaining i was explaining kind of like the story of falling in and out of love at the same time so Mm. it starts off with me just you know hats off shoes off in love with this female that i just i wanted to to be with and i ended up being with her right and then you know, after after that, we we had a long relationship and then it just fell all apart in front of me. And I kind of like just I my heart was tainted after that. In fact, I wrote a song called Tainted, but it's not on this album. It's going to be on another another track or something like that. I don't know. But let's go okay. to the club would be me, me finding the girl and saying, yo, let's, let's go to the club. Like it's just like the intro, like come talk to me, meet me, get, get to know me, come to the club with me. Let's get lit. You know what I'm saying? And then after the club, let me take you home. And so that was the only place I could do it. Um, I initially heard that melody, the let's go to the club. I heard that in Cali because my friends was like, one of my friends was just like, let's go to the club. And I just, it was one of those, I call these, um, I call these melodies from God. Um, it's kind of like something that Michael Jackson said a long time ago too. He, he would hear hum like melodies, hum them and then record them because he knew he would forget them. But I heard let's go to the club and I just knew, yo, that is a banger. So I wrote around it the story of the album. And so that's wow. that's how Let's Go to the Club came to be. <clears throat> so, okay. Wow. Okay. So this is about a love and everything that, you know, transpired. So you're telling me within the song that it's about falling in love and falling out of love. That song is initially me meeting the girl and falling in love. And then, oh. and then the last song on the album is me, you know, it's not my turn. It's over. I just spoiled it, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it's, it's not about, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, 
for people who don't know what an EP is, like your boy right here, what is an EP? What's the difference, what's the difference between that is that an album, like a three song so, release? So EPs usually are any any kind of big project with a bunch of songs on it that are short songs. And there's usually about six to seven songs on the album or on the EP. Anything above seven songs is considered an album. And an LP is, I think, about two to three songs. Uh, and, then there, and then there's a single, of course, which is just one song. But, mm. you know, I, I made it eight songs. So I wanted to release an album, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to call it yeah. an album. No, it's not. It's yeah, technically yeah, yeah. an EP. But, you know, I called it an album because it has eight songs. So, you know, it's going to be, it's not going to be like a debut or anything. But it's, you know, I'd call it like a, what it is, like not a mixtape because it's not other people's beats or anything. But, uh, yeah, these are all exclusive beats to me and, and, and stuff. But, you know, I like, call it, wow. I call it an album. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's interesting. Okay. So in terms of, your process when it comes to writing. I know you got some songs in the vault. Like, do you just do you just go into the studio off the dome and you just you know whatever based off a beat? Do you you know sort of kind of write down like some ideas, do a bunch of songwriting, then go in? You know, is it like a thousand songs and you pick the best three, or is it really spending time on each song crafting it? It's it's leaning more so towards that last one. I I. It took me about, well, yeah, it, it took me the whole year um, to to finish this eight eight songs to finish all eight, um, and that's because I would I would return to the studio and finish them. I like to perfect them, so I wouldn't really go into the the booth and like you know just freestyle or anything. But I, I they were unfinished or or discontinued songs. Like I have like just notes in my phone, just a bunch of just recordings and writing and stuff and so when i hear a, a beat or you know i'd sit down with my producer and we'd make a beat together you know those kinds of things would incorporate and i'd get a feel from just the loop and if i get a feel from the loop about what i want to talk about after i know what i want to talk about then i write around it and that's that's how i that's how i do it so i'll hear the beat i'll listen to it maybe for a couple hours and i'll just be writing down and, and making sure like I'm saying some real shit because I like to I like to speak you know what I'm saying like I don't I don't I can't I can't I can't see myself going in the booth tell, telling them to go on YouTube and search up free beats type beats <laughs> and that like I, I can't do that I have to like these every single one of these beats that I have recorded on ever in my life have been ex- executively made for me so it's exclusive to me and nobody else has to be money does it cost my well all right, so this is the cool thing. Remember yeah. when I told you my producer kind of threaded the needle and everything? Yeah, yeah. I've been friends with this man, Y Bima, since I was in high school. I was a junior when I met him or a sophomore when I met him or something like that. And last year, January like 3rd or something, it was right after my uh, my great-grandmother, you know, passed away. Um, I just knew, yo, like she passed away. I have to make this shit count. I cannot sit here and, you know, and let her, to, you know, be in vain. Like I have to, I have to do something for her. And so I dedicated it to her. And so I thought of the butterfly because that's what she reminded me of. But what, what, what caterpillars do when they're in the cocoon is they're growing. And so I felt like all year throughout 2020, when we were going through that bullshit with the COVID and everything, I was growing. Mm. 2021, 
it was like I cocoon at my cocoon broke and I flew out. I was a butterfly. So now it's time for me to start making connections. Right. So I already, I really had, I had a good friend. His name is, his name's Y. And I went to go to him maybe in January, in January, like fourth, fifth, something like that. But it was like butt ass beginning of the year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I went to him and I'm like, yo, like, do you, are you down to executively produce my album for me? And he said, bro, I'd love to. Wow. And the rest history, he just started making and, and making heat. And he would give it to me and he gave it to me for free, off, off the strength, friendship, you know. And then everything we're, everything on this album, we're splitting 50-50 because he, without him, this shit would not be possible. He introduced me to the engineers that, that mixed the album. He introduced me to the studio so I could go there. Everything that was done on this album, for free recorded the whole shit for free <clears throat> that is a hell of a fucking advantage that is sick because the production on that song i mean i um i'm friends with some people who are producers and that shit is not easy like i mean a lot of them have worked really hard and their beats sound pretty good but to know what it sounded like before when they were first starting out that's a very well produced song and yeah. you know okay so Exactly. Hell of a connections, hells and connections. Wow. Um, have you have you looked to see any venues you want to perform at? I know you've been to some open mics, but you like you like gotten paid for any performances? You no, I never got paid for any performances. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But um, yeah, there's some venues I want to I want to close out. Madison Square Garden for one. I mean, who wouldn't? I'm from I'm from uh, the New York New Jersey area, so it's like just seeing a bunch of people that, you know, made it from nothing to something and perform there. It's just, that's one of my go-tos. Like probably like if I, if I am to sign a record deal, that's probably going to be one of the first places I request to, to, to do a performance at. You know, I know it's not really in my control, but at the same time, it's just, I aspire to do it there, but yeah, there's a, a whole bunch of places I'd love to go, man. Like I just, I don't know. I want to give the fans something. I want to give the people, well, the future fans. I don't really have any fans yet, but I want to give people something to to rock with. And if I was to perform at any time in a venue or anything, I'm I'm not leaving that place until it's been a, a whole entire experience for everybody. I want everybody to just be like, oh shit, like, yo, I love that. Like, I need to go to the next one. Damn. Okay. You know, I want to make it a family kind of thing. Tell me. Who's your biggest inspiration? I know I know you got a bunch on I know you mentioned Usher Neo, Trey Songs, Chris Brown. Uh actually, my friend was like, this was like come through sounds like purpose, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so so the inspiration behind Come Through was actually from All That Matters. Now that is my all-time favorite song. All that matters now, is by Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Um, so the I don't know, I don't know what happened. At first, I didn't really vibe with his music, right? It was just, it was back when we were kids. Like, yeah. you were a kid, I was a kid. You know, I had my iPod and shit, and and he was still making, like, baby, baby. It was yeah. annoying. And it was, it was a time it was where annoying. it was, like, it was a time where it was literally a crime to listen to Justin Bieber. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Justin Bieber, and you were a dude, you were getting jumped. Um, but I don't know what happened. <laughs> he released All That Mattered. I mean, you know, he released um, As Long As You Love Me. I'm telling you, I was in my room and I watched that video. Dude, I fell in love with music all over again. It was like a redefining moment for me. And I sat there for four to five hours just singing that song back to back to back to back. 
And, you know, my uncle, it, it got to the point where my uncle came upstairs, like, you sing as long as you owe me one more time. And I'm gonna be beating you as long as you <laughs> crying. You know what I'm saying? It was some, it was something like that. And and so I turned it off and stuff. But you know, after that, I really got invested in Justin. And yo, me and his voice, if you hear me on certain songs, we do sound a little bit similar similar. Um, my first artist that I was listening to was Neo, but I really just catered towards Justin because I put myself in his shoes. Like he was the oddball out. A lot of people were hating on him, you know what I'm saying? He was. He was the youngest in the industry at a point, you know, he, he even got booed off the VMA stage. Like it was just like shit, like, but I put myself in his shoes and I'm like, yo, bro, like I can, I can do it just like him. I could do it just like, hell yeah. Now I'm not saying I want to sound exactly like Justin Bieber. That's why I kind of, I kind of just started adapting different styles and stuff. Chris Brown, Usher, all those people uh, recently, you know, but I've been listening to music since I was a kid, old school R&B. So Sick was the first song I sang on stage in, in high school. It was for like a talent show or something like that. So it's just, I just, I have a lot of inspirations, but I would say it's catered towards Justin a lot. Uh, and, you know, that's just how I found it easiest to sing. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Um, well, I've, I, I very much can hear that. I kind of heard some Brent Fias personally. Oh, yeah. Then you, <laughs> then you singing. You got a good voice uh how long have you been training in like your whole life like lessons wise did it get more hardcore in the last three years so for lessons um i wouldn't i would go back to beginning of high school i wasn't really into chorus and stuff at first i was doing percussion and stuff in in, in band and you know thank thank god you know, this, this young woman, one of my best friends, she actually came to me and was like, yo, um, would you like to be in the acapella club as the beatboxer? And cause she knew how to beatbox. So I went to go to my old school, you know, music teacher and I joined the acapella club and I started beatboxing, but Miss Frieri remembered I could sing. So she started making me sing more solos and stuff and sing more in the chorus. And then I tried out for this group called the Madrigals in Teaneck High School, the most prestigious music group in the in the school. You know, the Madrigals and there's and there's the, the I forgot the other ones, the, the women's chorus. Uh, but there was a whole bunch of them. But the Madrigals, we sang all kinds of Renaissance music and stuff and old school art. And so through there, that's where I started training a lot more. Just recently, though, I actually invested in, a, you know, a personal vocal trainer. And so now I'm, I'm going there every week and just practicing a couple of things and getting my voice a little bit more warmed up. Cause I know this is about to happen now. So mm-hmm. now it's like, okay, I got to start taking it a little serious. Mm-hmm. But, okay. So yeah. you say it's about to happen. Okay. So they say that success is it's many things, but on, you know, one of them is being ready for when the opportunity is taken to maximize it. There's like plenty of people in history Actually, very recently, who were able to run with that success. You had Lil Nas X with Old Town Road. He pushed the shit out of that. And everyone oh thought God. he was going to be a one-hit wonder. But he capitalized on that opportunity, ran with it. And now, in terms of when, like, when, when I think of him, I don't even think of that song. I'm like, oh, wait, he did make that song. I think of like four ones before that one. Yeah, yeah. now uh, I think of all his newer hits. Yeah, or like with Doja Cat, right? Like Doja Cow, you know? Bitch, yeah, yeah I remember that video. I remember yeah. that. And now she's one of like the best performers out right now. And everyone just, like loves her. Yeah. Like they love her authenticity. I love her authenticity. 
you know, like, especially your Instagram, it's a contrast of, you know, like bad, just roll out, rolled out of bed photos. And then her just like all glamored in makeup and sparkly dresses. I love that personally. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, like Lil Nas X and, and Doja the same way with that. But, but back to what I was originally saying, though, about uh, how you're going to capitalize. How are you, how, how you going to capitalize? How am I going to capitalize? So, I mean, I'm making like what, I, what I've always kind of known is that um when you're when you're in the music industry right i've heard a lot of artists say it a lot of people say it. like i do a lot of studying and i i i watch and learn a lot of different stories from different artists and i've heard all of them each say the same thing is that like for some reason to your fans your your music is never as good as the first thing you released and so you know you can never apparently you can never get back to that sound or you know come back out the same way you did you know and that's because a lot of people lose their hunger. Now, for me, there's, I don't think there's really losing any hunger, you know, but I, I do know that there's going to be a limit where it's just like shit starts to become normal to me. And then I'm like, oh, no, like, you know, then I'm going to start just getting a little lazy. I don't want to do that. You know, I, I have to keep, keep perfecting my craft. And if, and for me, I know that if I'm able to, uh, you know, make the music I'm making now, and that was on a free budget and I was on me just you know just starting to you know really take this seriously like imagine where 10 years from now you know where I'll be and stuff and I and I'm just like I keep trying to put myself in that in those shoes because I'm a I'm a future futuristic thinker I don't think in the present so I'm always thinking about how to avoid certain stuff and how to you know become what I want to become in the future so I think that's how I I'll take advantages of it, of it is that I'll pay attention to what's happening and yeah, I'll live in the moment, but I'm always going to be paying attention to the future and just following the same formula, just like Drake. He became the artist of the decade because he just followed his single formula every single year. He just did the same thing, same producer every single time he made an album, same engineers, just didn't switch yeah. up shit. That's See, I mean, why he-, he did have 40, but I would argue, I think one of the greatest things about Drake is his versatility. And yeah, that- he's versatile. Like he'd be able to make playlists, but do you think that that's? I mean, I guess you could say it is a formula of making a little of everything that's popular out and changing yourself. I guess that's a formula. But like, yeah, hadn't having forty produce. Yeah, he and he would do it. He would do it every year. It was just some new sound you would get from Drake, and it was either a new genre that he's never touched before, or it was something he was bringing back. But at the same time, it's like he just same thing every single time did not switch up his plan. And, and, you know, I've heard I, my grand, what my granddad told me that I, that I fucking love is that he told me um, once a hit, always a hit. Okay. And then he also told me if you have a formula that works the first time, don't switch it up, do it over and over again. It should never, it should never stop working. That's one thing about formulas is that they're always consistent. That's why they're always trying to push that algebraic, formula on us when we're in school and stuff it's just it's the same 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 equation different results pick one person from tv slash a movie that you'd want to be your roommate tv slash movies you said yeah uh kevin uh yeah kevin hart (laughs) kevin hart kevin hart okay (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, he's fucking hilarious, and and then he's gonna he's gonna help me kind of build that confidence in myself as a short man too. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Kevin Hart, at what point in his life? I would say that's a good question. That's a really good question. I would say when he there's this point in time, maybe like five six years ago, when he started out making those Real Husbands of Hollywood, you know, mm. TV show episodes and shit. Like, dude, Kevin is not only was Kevin like super hilarious on that, but I felt like that was when he started just getting a little more uh, respect and attention. You know, he started just really taking over and, you know, getting in more movies and stuff. So I think, I think, I think I'd take that, Kevin. You know, his, his, his prime. Damn. Okay. Okay. Bad. Bad. Okay. Um, looking at some more questions right now. Some more weird questions. Oh. <sighs> What's the one song you want played at your funeral? One song I want played at my funeral. Always forever, each moment with you. Yeah, that one. What's that song? I forgot it. It's always in forever. I just forgot the, the artist. In forever? Uh, huh? In yeah, forever, always. Like the song. Oh, always in forever. Yeah, always in forever. Yeah, that was, that was the, um, damn. I forgot that was the song for uh, me and my first girlfriend. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> okay. Okay. Question. Question. <laughs> question. Okay. Okay. How many? How many toddlers could you take in a fight armed with a baseball bat? Oh, what? Toddlers in a fight with a baseball bat? I'm taking on like. They all jumping at me and trying to kill me and stuff. They're or? toddlers. They're toddlers. They they yeah, do toddler shit. They can't even do nothing, right? So it's like, I, I mean, if they all coming towards me, I'd probably just say I'd take on I'd take on a world of toddlers. Maybe like a hundred at a time. I wouldn't. Really, I'm not knocking their heads off, you know. I'm just I'm probably just gonna sit them down real quick, like shove them with the bat, not hit them. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I could take on a lot of toddlers. <laughs> That's a funny question. That I mean, I I thought about this. I can be honest. The answer changes. Ch- it changes based on the size of the room, right? If I'm in like a soccer field, oh, it's rock'em sock'em all day. Okay. But if I'm in like my bedroom, you know, at some point you get a certain amount of babies, I'll just be smothered. I can't move, and then I die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel. You, I feel. I feel. Yeah, there's just too many of them. It's just like you start start feeling pressure and just claustrophobic. Like, yo, get off me! But it's just a bunch of. <laughs> Yeah, Can't at some it. point, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, yeah. Uh, okay, let's take a look at some other, some other things. Uh, would you rather? Okay, would you rather? Okay, would you rather give up sex or cheese for the rest of your life? Cheese. No question. Believe it or not, I I some people saying sex when I ask that question. I'm like, no way. I'm so I sorry that have, you feel that way. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I might have to rebate my question. <laughs> I just remembered about chopped cheeses and how delicious those are. I don't know if I might be able to get those up. <laughs> but then I but then I lose the opportunity to procreate. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just get rid of cheese. Unfortunately, I'll just have to sit down and chop cheese right here. I can have a burger without cheese. That's fine. That's what it is. Hey, look, I'm lactose intolerant, so that's me too. 
And you still used to be in Chase. They, uh, <laughs> I mean, look, I've been in SF, and SF is super liberal as shit. So you know that there's vegan cheese everywhere, and I get that vegan cheese. Not the same, but close enough. Close enough, yeah. Okay, and then, okay. Oh, this is an interesting one. Would you rather have your own personal bathroom or own personal office? Since you're young, don't got much. When you move into your place, what are you going to prioritize? I'm going to prioritize like a creative space. Yeah, I've been office. thinking about this. Yeah. For, yeah, I've been thinking about this for the longest. Like if I ever do get a mansion or like a crib, I'm going to have like a whole vault area where it's like it's locked from the outside. There's no access whatsoever. Of course, you know, I'm going to be indulging in the in the products. You know what I'm the saying? Products. Uh-huh, we have yeah. spiritual stuff all over the world. Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah, Mary Jane. I got rocks and stuff around. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay it out to where it's just dope, nothing but a creative area, and just sit down, create, have guitars hanging up. I'm gonna have cameras because you know, I, I that's another thing. You know, I'm a cameraman. You know, I used to, I used to hold the camera and just you know, uh, edit and film and all that. So I'm gonna have all of that, but I'm gonna just have like a creative space where I can create. Because that's yeah. at the end of the day, that's what I am as a creator. I mean, I actually don't know, actually. We didn't go over this. What are all the hobbies you've had at one point? Um, Mr. Renaissance Man, we didn't talk about that. Like, okay, you sang, you did percussion. Cameraman, I'm just learning. Well, what else? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, there's that. For some time, I actually did reach a certain level of success. I was doing YouTube um, with my brother. And we had about almost 20, we had almost, we had 15K, so almost 20,000 followers on, on, on YouTube. Yeah. And, and we were just doing skits and reacting to stuff. And, you know, there's acting in that, you know, I feel like I'm a triple threat because back in the day, I used to be a really good dancer, but now I kind of dropped it in high school. <laughs> well, I don't know why I should have kept it going. Cause I could be like Chris Brown now, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, um, yeah, there's that, um, I had, you know, just, just, just other shit. And, and I sat down, I was the student chair liaison for um, the Teenage International Film Festival in high school. Not possible. You know what I'm saying? That's just one of those things that they created for me. You know, um, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I would say I'm really good at organizing things as well. Uh, I should be like a, like a, I should be like a, an assistant or something. Like I just, I, I, when I get to cleaning, I organize everything where it's symmetrical because of my OCD. Um, and a good, that, a good job title for that would be project manager. Project manager. I would go for that. Yeah, I'd I'd say I'm a good project manager too. Like if I was to come up with a plan or anything, I can come up with. Like I have notes right here that I've been, you know, writing and stuff about, you know, my brand and just coming up with like, you know, the 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 story of of my past and stuff, and just making it like a, a real thing and tangible, so I can see it and express it. Um, you know, and and that's one thing I'm also good at. I mean, speaking of that, I'll actually show you some of stuff that, I, that I've done. So, um, there's this there's this book. I'm actually gonna have it in in the description down below. It's called Show Your Work, and it's a book about how, as an artist, you show your work to be discovered to sort of get out of your comfort zone and excuse me putting stuff out so you got that mm-hmm. journal for example i'm just going to share this but it guys i'm only showing him my personal website so right now i'm going to share this screen. screen 
Yeah. All right, I want to see it. This is my personal website. I did it through Squarespace. So worth it. This is actually a real photo I took yeah. when, I, when I was in, uh, I think it was Nevada. But, you know, this is just a place where I just kind of put things like, you know, there's an about me. And on top of that, a blog. I think what's really good is like to really have people learn about you. Just mm -hmm. like, just have a blog. It doesn't even have to be much. It could just be a small, it could just be some little things. But the more that you get into the habit of putting stuff out, the more, you know, people get to learn about you, learn who you are. This is like, yeah. this is like everything, everything Jalen, like people come here and they find out everything about you. That's the goal. That's the goal. I haven't put this out or marketed it too much, but I kind of want it to be, yeah, the home. I mean, we all have our homes, right? But I think what's really important is we really should have our digital home because <sighs> there is only so many spaces that are us. And, you know, this is the, this is my one space where it's my world. I can make it whatever the fuck I want. And I can, I can, I can say whatever I want, obviously with consequence, obviously, but like, you know, whatever I believe, if I want, if, if, if I want people to know more about me, I'll just, I'll just show them this. I mean, that's, that's also, so that's, I mean, that's also what this podcast is and the Instagram. It's like, you know, a lot of this is shit that I'd be doing anyway. And in the same way, in the same with you, a lot of the thoughts you have are the things you'd be having anyway. Why not put them out so people can see them? I don't that's put everything. So dope, bro. Uh, this is this is awesome. I never I never really thought about that. Like you you have like an online journal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I never now, saw it. Yeah. Now I also have a real life journal, which not everything will make it onto this uh, <laughs> public journal, but I think it's good to get into the habit of showing your work. Yeah, that's 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 dope. And showing your work is just nothing but a confidence booster, especially when people praise it. Like, yeah, exactly. like at that site, you should show that to as many people as possible, dude. Like that that will definitely you know, it'll, it'll not only like, it's like a business card, you know, think of it like that. When you see people at parties and shit, just, Hey, look, take down my website. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like that. Nobody's going to expect that, but they're going to love it because they can see pictures. They can see yeah. it. it's tangible. I mean, Free. equally in that way, a link tree, a link tree. Is link tree. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. mean like you got the same thing where, yeah, it's just, it's just a bunch of links to places. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got, I got, I used to have Linktree. I got Linkfly now. I don't know. I, I just switched, switched services. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't say it's better or not. I think Linktree is a little better. Um, you know, but uh, with Linkfly, I just, I paid for the whole year or something like that. And I'm just like, yeah, I just have that as a, as a setup and stuff. I feel like it's a little bit uh, more dynamic control into it and everything. But, you know, Linktree is also just super dope. Everybody's like industry standard. So it's super dope. Sick. Sick. All right. Well, Okay, so so far, you know, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the things that um, we've talked about. Overall, I think we've kind of gone over everything. Is there anything that you want to say that you haven't said yet, or do you have anything to announce? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so I wanted to um, essentially just announce for the first time here the date that that Let's Go to the Club is coming out. I haven't I haven't announced it yet. But it's coming out on May twentieth, and Ooh. so everybody can go. Um, you know, the the pre save link comes out May sixth. I'm gonna drop that video a little bit later this week, and I actually am shooting the music video for it this Saturday. So you know, just you know, thumbs up for that. You know, fingers crossed and stuff. People just just uh, just you know, hopefully when you guys hear it, you guys love it and everything. I actually was gonna show a little snippet of it today. Um, if you guys want to hear it. Yeah, let me connect it to my, my echo for you. Well, uh, actually, so what you can do since this is Zoom is 
you can just send that file to me. I'll I'll edit it in oh, so it's even better. Edit it in. All right. Yeah. Good, good. Okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. Three. I'm gonna play it in three, two, one. Damn, that was such a nice snippet. That was sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just never joking. I, I listen to it, but I'm sure it sounds great. I'm sure yeah. it sounds amazing. All right, so I'm sending it to you right now. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talk to me then. Uh, <laughs> what's uh, what's the inspiration behind this snippet? Um, I mean, I just uh, you know, I want people to kind of hear it a little early and just get excited for. It. I want to build hype. Uh, that's kind of like why I um. Did you get it? I put it in the chat. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. Like I was okay. I, I, I'm asking on behalf of the fans. What's the inspiration behind this song? Oh yeah, well yeah. This one, this one's about. It's just, it's just falling in love. You hear this song, you're gonna have a, you're gonna have a blast. You're gonna have a fun time, and and you know everybody loves to go to the club. So go to the club. And you're gonna hear it in the speakers at the club, like just start dancing, like let's go to the club. It's on me, like just confidence. Like I think it exudes just nothing but, nothing but just young, fresh vibes. And it's also a different sound. I would say I'm bringing back, I'm bringing back like that old school R and B hip hop kind of thing. Like I like I wanted, I want to kind of go back to that. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. We had stories and to tell mm. in this whole in the music video. So okay. That would be, I love that. I love that. Um, how old is your brother? My little one or my my twin? Well, your, my twin's the my one age. who's the one the one who's in the room. He he's he's fourteen. Oh, you're fourteen. Can he? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I just hey, uh, can, uh, what was it? Can you come here and then tell me what, what you think of Elijah? What you guys say about? Hey, it could be awful too. That's even I'm better. Say something. I'm saying something. Oh, it bro. could be awful. Whatever you want to say about your Wait, brother. Go ahead, cook me, bro. Uh, so, wait, I'll just say my name. Yeah, I mean, want to. Watch it, All right. Yeah. So, this is my brother, Elijah, right? So, like, he makes music. You got to right? get in the camera. So, oh, he no, makes music. I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to be on camera, but whatever. Uh, whatever it's all good. Oh, yeah. So, he makes music, right? But his music is not on Annually Chopper's level. It's nowhere near Annalie Chopper's level. He's one of those Annalie <laughs> Chopper fans who just is in love with Annalie Chopper. He, nobody else's music sounds good to him. So, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. continue, continue. What's the song called? Um, the one that you played like the like last night, I think it was. Which one? With, with on it. Oh no, 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 that's a secret. Racist. <laughs> that's, that's a secret. You give him what he's spoiling, Josh. That's very racist. That's not racist, but anyway. But um, Eli, right? He makes your music, right? But it's just like nowhere near Enderly's level. But like his music, yeah, but like his secret music, like with Bimo and stuff, that that music is that music got a heat though. You're still you're spoiling it, bro. He can edit it out. (laughs) I guess so he can edit it out, yeah. His music is (laughs) that would be what I'm uncomfortable putting out on. Okay. You wanna (laughs) you don't wanna spoil shit, okay. Okay. His music is good, but just like it has like kind of a Justin Bieber and Chris Brown vibe to it. Not even all of you. Like when no, he I sings, that. yeah. When he sings, it's like a Justin Bieber and Chris Brown vibe vibe to it. Okay. I fuck with it. But their yeah. music is better. Now I'll play with you. I'll play with you. <laughs> Damn, that's, a, that's, that's such a riveting endorsement from your brother. That's sick. As a brother should. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, is there anything else you want to say? Or 
No, I think I got it. This is actually everything I wrote down. We got, we got to. Damn. Okay. Well, that's all she wrote. Uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Really loved having you here, Elijah. Okay. Thank you for like, having. Me. You're going on a bit to bigger and better things. And whenever you sell at Madison Square Garden, I want those front row tickets. I want those front row tickets. You get you get stage tickets, bro. Oh, you I get, get backstage passes. Oh, hell yeah, bro. This is. Once in a life, it's the first time I've ever been on interviews. You're definitely gonna, you're coming with me, bro. Come with me. Heard. Okay, bad. Well, guys, if you want to know more about Elijah, there is a bunch of links down in the description down below. You can learn more about him. But otherwise, take care, y'all. Hope you enjoy the party, and I'll see you soon. See you guys soon. Yeah.